0: everyone welcome back to the Color Empty podcast my name is Grace and I'm joined by by your co-host our co-host me my your- name <laughs> our co-host
1: <laughs> uh, Quay Buzz on Instagram or <laughs> who's it oh, know that's <laughs> your uncle call out <laughs> I got that's my uncle call out I got like a little nervous on our like 100th episode I like stumbled and got nervous <laughs> uh, my Quay uh My middle name is Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our pre-recorded episode last week with our sister Faith. She is a Mi'kmaq woman who is going and getting her master's and it was really great to talk to her. Um, Something that I wanted to remind everyone that we posted on our Instagram was you don't have to wait to be perfect to be happy.
0: And that's yeah. something that I've been trying to live by lately. And we're always like thinking that, like, I don't know. I always think of like, oh, I got to like transform my body before I like get a whole new wardrobe. And it's like, heck girl, like go out and like get yeah. that new wardrobe for like how you look now. Cause you're beautiful. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We get, it's so, we're so twisted, like just like how we grow up and like what we see, um as like perfect and um it's really it's really sad to think that that's like we're striving for like unrealistic expectations
1: right it's it is really like sad when you think about it when we're like well whenever I lose five pounds I'll book a vacation Whenever whenever I lose 20 pounds I'll do this or whenever I get the perfect
0: look or whatever basically what you just said grace i'm just yeah and i think we have a we have a pod we have an episode on this i think like what we would tell our younger selves or (laughs) i know we touch upon it a lot because
1: you want to know what episode we don't know we don't know
0: scroll (laughs) through take a look (laughs) tell Um, us if you find it (laughs) yeah so um let's start with check-ins first like how are you no I want to I want to do because our check-in will lead into our topic oh okay Uh, because okay because in our notes Kway's got Netflix right away I know that's like what we talk about like every episode (laughs) and I'm like uh maybe check it and she's like no okay so have you watched you yet you bet (laughs) (laughs) did you watch it all in Portugal or no
1: I watched half of it in Portugal, half of it, not half, um, the first couple episodes in Portugal on the plane. And then the rest of it when I got home, because I got a little bit sick, but it's not COVID for all y'all thinking it was. I got a little bit bit sick. So when I got home, I stayed in bed and watched the rest of it and slept. Um, But I'm like, Joe, can you fucking relax and just love this crazy woman who would kill for you? Can yeah. you like settle down and like appreciate that? Can you, can you Joe or no? We're just going to be unappreciative. Yeah, it's true.
0: Um. Yeah, so I watched it all, I think in two days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like great. We were sick that one week too, or that weekend. So we stayed mm-hmm. home and it was cold and uh, watched all of it. But yeah, no, it was good. And I'm looking forward to season four is it four that's coming four i think four
1: i okay so if you wanna not be getting any spoilers fast forward like a couple like oh wait no how many what spoilers are you gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about how i could like joe is so righteous and like his killing like he killed okay except for that when he killed Shane mitchell for just being the best friend but um joe is so like you did bad or you did this or you're like a bad person so i'll kill you but love is just so impulsive and it's like you looked at my man flash your throat i know <laughs> like i that's where i'm like okay at least joe kills people to right the wrongs <laughs> or like wrong yeah right the wrongs but i'm like love is just fucking wild and then how creepy was it that she kept calling him 40 I would never call so like if I had a son and then one of my brothers passed I would never rename them their name
0: no but
1: <laughs> so was it her that kept naming him
0: calling him 40 or the
1: mom well the mom shaman said that Henry was 40 reincarnated yeah I almost freaked out though when she was drunk at the retreat And she got that text back from 40, but she was just drunk. And then she showed up in her tub. Okay, wait, what did you think? I, my heart raced when she was yelling during the, what is it, the swingers night? And she's like, I killed her for you. And then they got them both in the thing. I, like my, my heart was beating so fast.
0: I know. That was (laughs) scene. So um, that, what,
1: what was the best part and the worst part of you, do you think, for our, for our listeners?
0: Hmm. Honestly, I think the best part is just, like, how the actors, like, fit their roles so well. Like, love is, like, such, is, like, so good. Like, and same with um, Joe. I know a lot of people like Theo, um, like, the guy who had a crush on love. I was just like, man, don't be a sucker. But he totally was. And like, spoiler, I'm glad he didn't die. Um, <laughs> the worst part? Uh, I don't think there really was like a worse part. Like, I'm really glad how, not glad, but it was an interesting end that it like is going to move nicely into a next season hmm
1: I think I liked it because it always gives us a twist that we, like, don't expect. Like, yeah. Never did, like, never did I expect that. Yeah, I expected him to kill the... I expected the neighbor woman to die, but I never expected Theo to come in. I... Like, those kind of stuff, that's what I enjoyed. There's always a new twist that, like,
0: we don't think is going to happen. Like, I kind of wish, like, the twist and it still could be, is that like love didn't die. Oh, but it seems like pretty certain that she did, but you never know. Like, but I've been watching some, like I was telling you, we've been watching Goliath on prime and it's really sad because like the seasons end with like, there's no conclusion, like all this like stuff happens. And then the like the last scene will be like everyone just dies. Like one in a car accident, one got shot. And then there's no conclusion to like the court case. I'm just, we're just like, what what happened? like, what happened to all those people? And then what happened to them? Like they're supposed to be like, they're supposed to go to jail. And I don't know. So I'm glad that this like season of you did end in a way you're like, okay, that's all what happened. Yeah. It was a really good one.
1: Oh, did we talk about sex education before? Uh, I don't know. Did you watch it? No. Okay, so for you and all of our listeners, if you're looking for a fun, easygoing, but really kind of powerful movie or show, watch sex education, they go through a lot of things like, um, <clears throat> well, this one boy who is gay, he talks about about when he finally like dates the person he wanted to date or that wanted to date him or like they were secretly in love and then he was changing he like broke up with that person and was like what well, I've worked really hard to be myself and when I'm dating you I'm not myself so I think that that was a really good message for like mm-hmm. people of all ages to yeah. be, like put up your boundary that when you're in a relationship you sort of lose yourself and then there was an, the ending of the most recent season the girl has an opportunity to go to america to go to school mm-hmm. and her like this guy they finally have a chance to be together because they're both single and they both like expressed their love for each other but she chooses to go away and i'm like that's such a good message for young women that like the boy will always be there yes yeah. and adventuring and traveling the world and seeing new places is like what you have to go after. Yeah. So I really love those that show for those two
0: reasons. Mm. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. And let me know what you think. So yeah, um check-ins. Check-ins, you go first. Check-ins. Okay. So I'm doing (laughs) good. Um I've been just like feeling really unwell for like the last couple weeks that like I couldn't like muster up the energy to even cook and I love to cook like I love to make meals like for my family so last night I went to Ben's parents for their Sunday dinner and Ben's mom made like chicken noodle chicken tortellini soup and um, honestly it was like such like comfort food like that meal meant so much to me just because I haven't like had like a home cooked meal because we've just been having like, I don't know, canned soup or like Kraft dinner, or chicken fingers, like something super easy. So then that today, today was super rainy and windy and cold here. So during lunch, I went out and got the ingredients to make the soup again, like from scratch and I just had like such a good evening of just like enjoying a home-cooked meal and just like the smell of food of like a home-cooked meal smell in my house. So I had a good evening. I've been busy with Nico with Halloween coming up. We got his costume. He's going to be Venom, which is kind of scary. And he started skating lessons and it was so like, sad so it's an hour lesson which is a really long time like normally kids and anyway, uh, I sit like, ice for that long are like <laughs> so we're not on the ice with him and we pretty much like put his skates on and we send him out there and there wasn't enough like workers for like all the kids so he was literally like he, like okay he's never been in skating lessons before and maybe we'd skate like once or twice a season like he was just still so young and like new he was just like out there on his own just like trying to stand falling and like at one time this one worker he was just a kid like came up to him I think was kind of like trying to give him direction and Nico just like stood there and his like eyes swelled up like with water like he was about to cry and we're like oh no like we thought he was going to give up he did not give up the whole hour, like, oh, wow. And he didn't have like any direction. He was just like, you know, and he was moving, like he would try to go too fast and then like wipe out. But we're like, man, like, we just felt so helpless as parents, just yeah. like seeing him struggle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, like, we were so proud of him, just like how resilient he was. Um, And then after he's like, my bum hurts and we're like yeah (laughs) like he kept wiping out and some like falls he had looked pretty rough like his arm like went under him one time and I was like ouch (laughs) so anyways I saw a big improvement within an hour so he's got lessons like all winter um so we're looking forward to that what a resilient boy you
1: have sorry what did you say what a resilient boy you have He's so I don't know. Know. he's so sweet. I love Nick so much, and then um, this whole the whole time when we were in Portugal, we kept I, mean, I should have told you this. We kept like copying Meeks when um, you know, remember, remember when we were at Spaghetti Factory and he was like, "You're going to the stadium," <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, "Oh, I'm going to the beach," or "Oh, I'm going here," and then me and Chelsea would be like, or like we saw a stadium, and then we kept being like, "Are you going to the stadium?" so like it was so cute and so like pure joy like I can't believe you're going to the stadium like it was such a big thing but he's such a big like sports
0: sports fanatic like he loves any stadium right (laughs) he's honestly he's like so sweet and kind and honest like he'll so he watches his tablet like when he's in bed just to like settle down And we're like, okay, like one more episode and then turn it off. Okay, Nix. And he's like, okay. And like, I would think like if I were a kid, I would just keep watching if like my parents like weren't watching me or telling me to turn it off. And after an episode's over, he's like, my episode's over. And we're like, okay, like turn it off and close your eyes. Okay, my eyes are closed. like, (laughs) okay, good (laughs) night. He just like, honestly just goes to bed and we're like, whoa <laughs> he's or like another um story is um so he's got like at school on certain days they have spirit day so he's got one shirt that like they ha- gave out last year that's his spirit shirt it just got like the school mascot on it and um and so ben was like oh nico like um you could just say you like lost your spirit shirt and you could wear any shirt He's like, but but daddy, I have my spirit shirt. So I have to wear my spirit shirt. And Ben's like, I know, but you can just say you lost it and wear a different. But but daddy, I have mine. I have mine. And I'm like, don't like, don't like make him lie. Like he doesn't want to lie. Don't teach him to lie. (laughs) So yeah. Um, anyways, enough about me. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I remember like now that you say that, even now I like I don't really know how to lie like i do, I do but i'm like whenever i cross the, okay i'm gonna get myself in trouble so i hope the cia in canada isn't listening to me but <laughs> whenever i would cross the border i'd bring like stuff back like clothes or like and not declare them from like because you know we're, we're on the border right and you yeah know I mean, like, because you're, you're a border town too kind of and then whenever they'd ask me like are you bringing any drugs or alcohol and like we'd bring back like a uh what is it? I'm not a Mickey, a big thing of alcohol from the States. Yeah. And then um they'd be like, are you bringing any alcohol back? And my head would be like, Yes. And then I'd I just shake my head. <laughs>
0: and then I'm like, okay, like thinking really hard not to give myself up. <laughs> I know. Honestly, that's like me too. I'm bad at lying. Like it's mm-hmm. it's bad. But yeah, funny about the border, like my granny. I think my mom went to the states with her. And yeah, so when you come back over to Canada, if you're only gone for like a night, like you would have to pay duty fees over yeah. a certain amount, like, cause we wouldn't normally go over to the States to shop. So like, we'd yes. always have like, you have to show receipts and everything. Um, And my, my mom said, my granny would just throw out all her receipts, like out the window, like before the border, and, like <laughs> declare anything. And it's like, holy, like, but I don't know. Some people are just ruthless. And I mean, sometimes. Yeah, it's funny though. Sometimes
1: it happens. So I was, <laughs> if, you, if I'm arrested, you guys know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but how am I? My tr- I'm back from my trip, guys. It was really good. I went to, in case you're just listening in, I went on a 10-day vacation to Portugal. My friend Chelsea and Sylvina are there and I went to go and visit them. I'm really grateful for that experience. I got... <clears throat> To explore another country with my friend Chelsea we went to Mexico and Jamaica together with her sister Dakota as well who I grew up with as my best friend when I was young and then I got to make and strengthen a new friendship with my new friend Silvina so that was really great but what I want to share with everybody um, is that I went on some dates I took my dating game international <laughs> and like the reason why I saved it for this is because I went to Portugal and I went on a date with a British black man and in Portugal it was very pale and very white and the Algarve's where we went is kind of fancy I guess and we went to the we went up to dinner and before we were getting drinks at the bar and I got racially discriminated against like blunt not blunt yeah blunt overtly like we were trying to order I were asked for a water and a white wine and he just gave me a water and walked away and then my date didn't even get to place his order and so we were just chatting trying to blow it off but then when a white person would come up he would serve them like oh you want a mojito like and be so nice to them and then pay like they let he let them pay and then leave and then every time we would try to flag him down he would like look us off but when a, another white couple came up, he would go and serve them right away. And I'm like, this happened, like, we had to place our order, like, four times or flag him down four times and tell him what we wanted for him to serve us. And then the same thing when we paid, that's what happened. And I was like, yeah, like, I know racism exists. And I know, like, like, people can be prejudiced. But I never faz- had it so overtly to my face being denied service yeah because no matter where we go in Toronto and Hamilton like even when I've gone to Jamaica or Cuba or Mexico like people serve us because they want tips and to them it like doesn't matter who the tip's coming from yeah they want business yeah but no over in the Algarves in Portugal they don't mind being a little racist I guess yeah (laughs) that was it we were all weird Not doesn't justify it we were at a really high-end resort and like i guess they just allow their staff to be like that there but the point of that story is that um wait until you feel ready to go and date again but just (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) but um the point of that story is we want to talk about how racism impacts people's mental health because yeah that happened to me and I was able to come back for it but there is really lasting effects on mental health for like black indigenous and afro-indigenous people like there are serious effects that happen like it impacts your self-esteem it impacts your self-worth it impacts your so many other things so um we're gonna get factual again and let you know that there are some real like racial trauma when that stuff happens to you so that was like a a racially traumatic event for me and racial trauma compromises the mental and physical effects and consequences that black indigenous and people of color experience after being exposed to racism
0: so imagine growing up in like a northern community like we did well I just want to say that too like what you mentioned, like, that happened to, to you, and a lot right. of, like, our folks, it happens to on a regular basis, right. that like, of course, it's going to affect your mental health, it's, like, yeah. affecting people getting jobs to, like, be able to survive and live, it's, like, it's wild, and, like, um, I grew up, like, it's, it kind of, it does, like, kind of mess with your head a little bit, because, like, we grew up in like similar towns, like Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay are fairly similar. um, And there's like a high, like racism rate there. And I just like growing up as a kid, just to know that like, oh, don't like voluntarily, like tell people you're native. Like, I like had that ingrained in my head, like, don't like give it away. And it's like, that's sad. And like that, was that's like, you know, like, that's like a survival tactic, which is like it's, I'm just trying yeah. to like live. I'm just trying to like get like service and like I don't know. It's it's really sad.
1: And like speaking openly, so I'm gonna read like a thing that said racial discrimination can trigger cho- chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and racial trauma, which I had mentioned above, but or previously a little bit ago. But um, I was talking about this with our with faith off off the podcast and we both definitely have anxiety in the classroom from being from what you're just saying like we're afraid to make friends with non-indigenous people because we don't know about how many stereotypes we'll have to break down to them or we don't know um so that makes us like anxious to make new friends
0: yeah
1: so that's but it definitely has impacted me and when it says, like, racial discrimination can trigger these things, that definitely happened to me. And even though this one experience in Portugal is not going to throw me off from going back, it threw me off when I was little. From And now if I look at all my friends, they're all people of color.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you want me to get a little bit more factual with you, a psychologist who studied at Boston College's Institute for the Study and Promotion of Race and Culture said, it's not just me in my lifetime and what I've experienced, it's the stories you hear from family members, it's witnessing the colleagues, it's with, It's witnessing that colleagues and peers and now on social media and online meca- mechanisms of folks sharing videos, it's, all, it's also witnessing things that you may not experience directly. So, that's about um how racial trauma continues, and then it also plays into like intergenerational trauma. Like when she's saying, it's not just her, their like her lifetime or what she's experienced or what we've experienced. Mm-hmm. It's what we've heard from like our cousins or like, like you said, your mom or your parent or somebody was like, don't just willingly tell people you're Native because we don't know how they're gonna act. Yeah. That plays into our head so much. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to tell you what it can create and manifest into your real life? (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Let me tell you, girl. It can create irregular sleep patterns because you can get nightmares, night terrors, and insomnia. And I don't know if this is why I had nightmares growing up, but I definitely had nightmares about um, things changing all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. so in my dream if I'm like going down the road but all of a sudden the road blows up into a bouncy castle and then it shrinks and then it does it again like that uncertainty so Mm -hmm. I definitely had that it might be because of a different trauma in my life but um I can see it playing there and then you you know what else tell me (laughs) it results in an over and under consumption of food so when your body is like you know how we talked before on a different episode about like dopamine serotonin like eating food gives us triggers uh like a happy hormone so we turn to food or we turn away from food even I don't know how that would look (laughs) but we turn to food and we we try to compensate that negative feeling with food and I can see it in my life what about
0: you Yeah. Like I, about the food part. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I mean, I can see all these things. Like whenever I get triggered by any, anything, like everything gets thrown off. Like, um, I'm even just thinking as like a kid, like when you get scared by something, you like might have a nightmare of it or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is like the same type, like it's all trauma. It's something that affects you. Um, Yeah.
1: So one more thing before we wrap this effects of racism up or talk about more stories that we want to share. The body, the human body registers racist encounters as toxic stress and that chronic or that exposure to that kind of stress um, is a factor in increasing the likelihood of diabetes that you or another um health thing but it increases your chances for diabetes because of the chronic stress so that makes a lot of sense because uh all of our I can say this where like a lot of our families have diabetes Mm -hmm. whether they overconsume food or ate imbalanced because of whatever reason but if they didn't face racism would that still be intact would it still impact them the way it did? We won't, we won't know.
0: There's so many factors.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of a downer. <laughs> but this is why we always advocate for like getting a counselor, seeing a therapist and really opening up to the friends that you trust about it. Like I opened up to faith and said, I'm like afraid to make non-Indigenous friends. Even outside of the workplace, because like in the workplace, I feel like we're pretty safe and like making friends who are not indigenous but like outside, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I've been scared ever since yeah. 32 years of my life. Um, so I opened up to Faith about that and she was a safe person that I trusted to hear me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just like, I don't know, it's like a comfort thing, like being around our people, like we mm-hmm. feel safe, you know? That's not Um, a
1: bad thing, but we should be friends with everybody.
0: (laughs) And our circle's tight. Okay, so before uh, we end off, we want to make everyone aware that um, next week is Halloween. And while Halloween is a lot of fun, um your kids might go to get candy maybe even yourself I'm excited to like hit up house all these houses with Nico just to get like lots candy that we can share yeah. um we just want to make sure that um no one's like cult- culturally appropriating um costumes and, and um no one's being racist because being, exactly you know it's like
1: having race racism affect us so it would look We know as indigenous women that it's like obviously there's that like pocahontas and like all the time we're being like over sexualized and stuff like that. I think we might have mentioned it last year, but like to remind everyone again, like the candy skull or whatever that that is for like that's appropriating Mexican culture Mm -hmm. and wearing a kimono and being a geisha that's appropriating. I don't even know. Japanese. Japanese. Oh my God. I don't want to like get it wrong, but we're saying it, but it's appropriating another culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like painting your face white and wearing the red lipstick and wearing a kimono. And what's another appropriation that is out there that we've seen.
0: Mm. I can't think of any on the top of my head. But just, you know, if you're unaware, like, do your research. Um, But definitely, you know, like, let's not offend anyone out on Halloween. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like last year, maybe everyone didn't have a chance to because things weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all didn't have a chance, so don't use it now. Things aren't open, but this year I'm sure you're going to a party of some sort. So, right. So, the voodoo. so I, ha-
1: I have a list again. I can sh- I like we named off a couple, but I'll tell you some more. Anything involving blackface? So, nope, <laughs> nope, geisha, nope, nope. Um, so, uh, this might be more for our male listeners and Arab sheep. She? costume i oh. probably said it wrong too so i apologize but it's when you put the um it's like arabian Nights when people are trying like that's what the costume name could say and yeah like, that don't do that yes don't do, do, it. do witch doctor nope um native american princess like we said don't do that also this might well, this is, like, we know this, but, like, gypsy, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, or, like, pretending to be Mexican with a sombrero. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, okay, kids' costumes. Hold on. Let me tell you. As I'm giving you, like, seconds to wait for me. <laughs> um They're pretty much like a says, lot of like things. Yeah. Oh, box braids, dreadlocks, co- like or known as ca- cornrows, hijabs, um, anything that depicts like Indian culture, um, sombreros, ponchos, mustaches, that mustaches. <laughs> moustaches <laughs> and that you know what I said the other day too I said Mount Royale and someone's like oh Montreal and I'm like no Mount Royale like in Calgary and they're like that's Mount Royal and I'm like oh I don't know why I say some words like that
0: <laughs> it's like I blame it on the um okay wait on the vowels like I have like oh. even Leanna like oh Liana, like oh, uh someone we work with was saying like. It's like a northern thing, too, that, like, northern people, like, pronounce their vowels different. Oh, it's because someone said Cambridge and said Cambridge. And I'm like, I would totally get that. I just I just know Cambridge because I've heard it, I think, the first time. But if I maybe read it, I probably would have said Cambridge. So, yeah, it's totally like the vowels. I get mixed up with the vowels. I would have said Cambridge only because of Cambrian Mall like in the Sioux. Hey, you want to know a word that I always mess up? Uh, And I like mess it up different ways before I get it right. Okay. A really hard word for me is deter. (laughs) And when I, when I was like, Oh, like debtor and Ben's like, what? Like debtor. And I'm like, Oh, like D E T R. Like, is that debtor? And he's like, no. And I'm like, Oh, it's uh Dieter and he's like no (laughs) like so many wrong ways before I got it right but that's another like vowel with like the e's um so wait are they vowels no e's are vowels oh okay yeah so um yeah but uh on the end note we hope everyone has a safe happy halloween check your kid that's another thing that we gotta worry about check your kids candy bags bags. Um, all the kit kats (laughs) (laughs) yeah throw out the coffee Um, crisps just kidding
1: um (laughs) (laughs) but on a serious note guys like the times are tough right now right like on top of racism on top of everything that's happening with our residential the the residential schools and all the findings like we're going through it the pandemic is a new stage um life is tough so take care of yourself first take care of your kids enjoy the holiday this enjoy the holiday it's halloween enjoy this event (laughs) a holiday no it's not enjoy this event um and then I guess until next time, your podcast aunties love you. And we hope that you are taking care of yourself. Um, and I guess we'll see you later. Toodaloo. So your podcast aunties know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across canada it is available 24 hours a day seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention life can be tough and we've all been there so call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca and remember that your podcast these love you